Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. Well, hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Everyday Church Podcast. Baz, it's good to be with you. Yeah, it's good to be with you too, mate. Good to see that your counting is getting better. Yeah, <laughs> before every episode. What episode are we up to? <laughs> the thing that we've done 12 is uh, it's kind of cool. It is. It's been fun. Um, but as I listen to other podcasts, I realise that we are terrible co-hosts. Really? In comparison to other people, they just flow really well. Um, their flow is just crazy. Um, and you don't think we got that flow happening? We have a certain kind of bromance that I think other <laughs> podcasts miss, but they've got that kind of sleek, professional, you know, they almost like they write their script out. They probably do. They probably do. <laughs> but if you can't already tell, guys, we don't do that. No, no, we bring it. <laughs> we, just, we just rock up and say, hey, what are we going to chat about? And then we get about chatting about yeah. it. We do, we do buckets of research. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, Jordy, but I'm stuck in my office for a good eight, ten hours before the podcast. <laughs> More just... than your sermon preparation. <laughs> oh, no, no. But if you haven't... One thing I'm actually quite proud of, though, is that we, haven't, we don't do any second takes. We just click the record button, we chat, and we finish, which could be the, to the detriment of everyone listening, but to us, it makes it quite a simple process. Well, the thing that we should be impressed about is the amount of gold that comes out of just... <laughs> You and I just sort of riffing together, the amount of wisdom that comes out, it just overflows in some way, shape or form. Yeah, ego is just glowing right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, but it is good to be with you. I'm sorry, we, we feel a bit silly today, but it's great to be with you, episode 12. Um, we want to thank you for, that you're already a part of the of our community and conversation. And if you're listening, we, we really appreciate it. Yeah, really we, we, have, we have no idea um, who's listening or how many people are listening. Um, we looked into how we could figure out who subscribed, but we realized that we don't really care about numbers. But if you're listening in today, it's great to have you with us. Obviously, you are a Christian. If not, you've clicked the wrong podcast probably. You're a bit confused. Listen anyway. You might find some gold for your life. Um, but you're here because you're a church leader, you're a part of a church, you want to see it grow, and we want to see our churches grow. And we'd really like to get some you know, some ideas and some feedback and any way that we could possibly uh, you know, grow this podcast and help people more. We're all for that. We will, we'll even do some research. Yeah, yeah. Like if people ask us a question, like we had that email that came through uh, probably about a month or so ago now. Yeah, and, about culture. And about and and we did a we did a fair bit of work really? to try and make yeah, that yeah. work for uh, the person who sent it in. So look, we're keen to uh, do that. If if um, you guys send us a line and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to talk about today, Jordy? Let's let's hit on it. Just before we do. Okay. This is just going to kill that flow completely. Yeah, thanks, man. That <laughs> just, was a great segue. <laughs> it was a great segue, but I wanted just to give you guys an extra resource um, to follow on from our conversation last week on developing people. Um, I've just recently tapped into a podcast that I'm sure you've probably already tapped into. Um, it's the Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast. Um, I only saw him in town Um, a couple of weeks ago at a a kind of a pastor's day. And his latest episode, episode 93, so like 
way above us in how many episodes he's done. That's incredible. Um, he has uh, one called How to Train and Develop More Leaders. Which is what we talked which about. Which is what we talked about. Did he it? flog it from us? I think he did. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we can't call that. He pre-records his and he, he schedules them in. Mm. But um, it's about just under an hour. Um, and I listened to it today and I thought, wow, there's a few things here that we discussed. And then he took it to another level as well. So if you want to continue that conversation of training people, developing people in different leadership abilities, have a look at that. He, um, he uh, interviewed someone called Scott Magdalene and it was pretty cool. Yeah. So tap into that Kerry Newhoff Leadership Podcast episode nine. It doesn't quite stick to the twenty-two or twenty <laughs> minutes that we do. I think that that episode's fifty-four minutes. It is long, uh, so it's a bit chunkier than what we have time for. Yes, we try and honour your time as much as we can, and know that people are you know that your car drive might only be twenty minutes. Washing the dinner sh- dishes should never be twenty minutes, but if it is, it's a good chunk of time. You can fit it in whenever you need to. So we will do our very best to keep our episodes short, concise, and to the point. But hopefully the, the wisdom that's in it will provide conversations that you can have with your team. But now I'm going to jump straight back into your segue, Barry. Today we're going to talk about authenticity. Mm. Because it's pretty big and it's something that we've discussed for a really long time. Um, and the reason we've discussed it is because we've seen that there was once an, a culture within, certainly within Australia, where you came to church out of tradition. Mm-hmm. You just came to church because it was the cultural, acceptable thing to do. It was the good thing to do. Yeah. It was the right thing yeah. to do. You didn't necessarily have to be a Christian. You didn't have to necessarily follow everything that Jesus said. But going to church was a staple within the generations that were way before us. And then there was this gap. There was this gap where that kind of faded away and now that comes these different trends and different culture um, influences that really affect people's church attendance. Um, not that we're hung up on church attendance, but it is a good indicator of who's engaging with yeah, the faith. Um, and one thing that has been kind of happening and I think is kind of coming to an end is this era where it was about being the coolest church in town. You know, that if you were a church that was able to invest in a really passionate pastor that had that kind of charismatic preaching skill, Mm -hmm. that if you got that 10-piece band that brought their own strobe lights, Mm -hmm. um, that you would be the bee's knees, that people would flock to your church because it was maybe better than the church down the road or maybe it was just the coolest thing in town. And that was an attraction model. Um, and but that that and people have been benefiting for that for a number of years. That's been yeah. going on for a while since the nineties. Yeah, and a lot of churches have excelled in it. They've done a lot of things. But one thing that we've found is that it's very hard to keep up with what's cool these days. And I don't know about you, but I don't really classify myself as a cool person. I don't really think I'm part of a cool church. It's pretty hard to keep up with what's going on next. There's things that I just feel all the time that I'm behind the eight ball with. And um, with that, we believe, and um, we've been discussing before this episode, that maybe that era and that time is slowly coming to an end and that something else is kind of coming up in its place. Yeah, it, it is. And, and we're in tricky ground because um, whenever you have a pendulum swing one way, mm-hmm. uh, and that was into the, the bands and the lights and the attractional model headed up by Hillsong, they still do it well. They'll probably always do it well. They'll always do it well. God bless them. I, yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, I just love the fact that they do it well. Um, 
and uh, and then you have your degrees down from doing it well, and mm. and we would be way down, way down. <laughs> and um, but then the then there tends to be a swing the other way, and the swing the other way is to really go back to traditional or mm. you know a sterile type of of uh, worship and 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 presentation of the gospel, and so we've got to be really careful that that as we talk about authenticity, is about being authentic to who the community is, who the community that you're um, you're ministering to, not so much doing what other people have done, yeah, but yeah. but it's it's working out who you've got, and if you've got one guitar and a microphone, yeah. and that's all you've got, then you then you can't be you know, pressing for more, that's yeah. authentically who you are. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's about, you know, not just about the worship, but it's also about how you preach into it mm. and whether you're preaching authentically into that environment as well. It's interesting you talk about the pendulum swing. Um, I've been seeing that, that there's this growing trend that people are digging traditional buildings again. Yeah. That they love the traditional. They don't necessarily enjoy the traditional flavour of a service, but just aesthetically, they actually are starting to enjoy... The dark wood, they like mm -hmm. seeing the organ in the background, they, they don't want to use it. Gosh, no. But it's that swing of we used to love slick, clean, modern, flashing cinema kind of concert style. And now it's kind of coming back to that other style. Um, the style of worship isn't necessarily changing, but certainly people's taste and what they're looking for does swing. And as a church leader, we need to be careful that one, we don't just swing with them all the way. That we don't just follow where trends are going, but we just look at where we can be ourselves in amongst a culture that seems to forever be changing. Well, that's right. And and you've got to put a couple of stakes in the ground and you say, this is who we are. Mm. We're going to be who we are to the best of our ability and then let other people be who they want to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, again, what I love about Hillsong is that they are who they are. Yeah. And they're not trying to be someone else. They're just no. trying to be them. Yeah. And they do it incredibly well. Mm. But the problem is, is other people are trying to be them instead of trying to be themselves. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, really what Hillsong does is no different from what the majority of contemporary churches do. Mm. I mean, um, but so what is, what is it about uh, the local church then that makes people uh, hook into it to to stay and listen to the gospel, to um, move forward in in their discipleship. What is it? Because it's not just that slickness. Because some of those churches that have a a wide front door, if you like, have a very wide back door as well, yeah, yeah. and people come and go. And so it's about finding how to be relevant, mm. uh, but not letting that relevancy. Um, blow you around but about finding out who you are and being relevant at the same time I think that word relevant is key I preached the message on Sunday and I I shared that it, that assets don't uh, bring people assets make you relevant so having lights I think is great have some colored lights bar means it, it grows an atmosphere and it makes you relevant that you're not you're still using a transparent slide on a on a screen at the swap over that would be irrelevant for the time that we're in. But what really does draw people in isn't assets, but it's an attitude. Though you need to be who you are, because if you're being fake or if you're trying to really reproduce off someone else's, you know, success, which I think you kind of can look at some churches and think, yeah, they're kind of just like a bit of a ripoff of, of this style or they're trying really hard to be this church. It's 
putting up that kind of reputation that you don't know who you are, you don't know what makes you you, you're just being what you think is popular at this point in time, which means the churches lose that identity of what makes them who they are. So relevance, I think, is really key. And I think with that comes that call for authenticity. Mm. Yeah, it is. And and authenticity come, goes right across the church. I mean, it's not mm. just in your preaching and in your worship, but it's how you welcome people yeah, yeah. Uh, as they come in. It's how you do small groups mm. together. And, and what what is what is your value in your small group? Mm. So if we just stay with that just for a little bit, Geordie, you know, when you get together as a small group, is it just one person leading the group with uh, a Bible study? Or is there a, a chance for um, people to relate and, and really share the deep issues that are going on inside of their lives? And and we, we talked about that in a discipleship one, that, mm. you know, whatever discipleship you have, you've got to be authentic in it. Yeah. And it's got to really get to the core of what people is. And this is what I'm finding with the millennials, which you're a part of, yeah, um, it is that, they crave authenticity. You know, everything is fake. Facebook shows the best. Instagram shows the best of who you are. Mm. Or you can control how people see your environment. But there's a, a craving, I think, within people to to really be known mm. and, and to really know other people on a very deep level because the rest of their life is just superficial. Mm, and and I think we, we see that with the preaching. So the young preachers like yourself and others, come through what i hear from some of the oldies is that that the younger preachers share too much about what's really going on inside of them mm. and i'm going to teach the oldies that no 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 these young people aren't oversharing what they are is valuing the authenticity so when mm. they preach to their friends they're sharing intimate things about themselves because they want to get that authenticity across mm. but for the oldies they react against it mm. because uh, they go, oh, that's a bit personal. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, you shouldn't say that in church. But And that's the clash of the cultures yeah, that, yeah. that we've got in our church with the young and the old because we're missing that middle sort of demographic of my age within the life of the church. So mm. it, it, it travels all the way through the church, this whole concept of authenticity. But yeah. I think it's, I think as a church moving forward, it, it's what we've got to grapple with, how... Are we real with each other? Mm, mm. I think with this coming generation, stories are becoming very valuable again. There was a season, you know, and we look at some of our older folk in our church that was pushed to one side to an extent. It was very at a distance because that was part of their culture. You came to church not necessarily because you had a faith, but because it was expected. And because of that, there was a divide between life and church. But I think one thing that's coming as each generation comes in is that life and church are starting to become one more and more and more and stories are becoming really valuable. So one thing that will guarantee turn a person away in your church that if they're a part of that kind of you know, 20 to 25 bracket now or younger is if they smell fake. Mm. If, if you're spinning a yarn that is just not true. If you're trying to be someone that you're not. I think no one, well, I think young people are kind of aware of, of looks and cool and all that kind of stuff. But if you're someone who isn't cool, just don't try to be, and they'll actually respect you for it. There's mm. something about just being you. If you're a bit of a goob, be a goob. If you're if you're great at dad jokes, then be a dad joke specialist. But don't try and be someone that you're not. I think that just it automatically puts alarm bells even in my head of you. You're not you. So how can I grow myself as you being my leader? 
That's right. You know, how can I... And I think that's one thing that younger people are trying to find. I think every generation tries to find it. Who, who am I? And how can they find who they are at your church if you don't know who you are? I think that's huge. Yeah, and, and so we've got this, this hunger within that generation mm. to... Uh, and and they have an ability, an innate ability in that generation to smell fake. Like yeah, yeah. They can just smell it a mile away. And, and so there's this real desire I see within them. One, uh, to to really discover who they are, to discover what their gifts are. Mm. And, and for the millennial generation and below, uh, I've just discovered if you don't use them, you, you lose them. Yeah, yeah. And so unless you engage them in ministry, unless you teach them that God has a plan and a purpose mm. for their life and that God wants to use them right here in their school, in their work, in their uni, however it is, and that God can do that, you will lose them. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and so you've got to be living that out yourself in your own life because yeah, yeah. if they don't see you living it out, they're not going to... They're not going to believe you when you say that God can live it out through you. Yeah, well, that's huge. I think that it comes down to the leader as well. How you lead your church, how you lead your own life will determine how people are going to be transformed in your church. I think the call comes to us. And there is this real uh, deadly thing that keeps circling around the Christian community, that this idea that you have to try and pretend you're okay before you're okay. I know many people that are a part of churches that I'm a part of that will just say they're okay and they're not. Mm. And it just does my head in. As a, as a young person, just as a human being, does my head in because I try really hard just to be transparent, to take a real inventory of how I'm feeling, to process it, to communicate with who I need to communicate about it. And that's a learned skill, but it frustrates me when people want to try and be someone they're not where they try and hide what's going on, because that's not what the church community is supposed to be about at all. No, we're meant to be transparent. Yeah. And I think the second we try and hide ourselves or save ourselves, we'll lose ourselves. Mm. We just do. Um, Matt, Matt Chandler was preaching, oh, it would have been ages ago now, was saying that when you tell a lie, you then split off into two personalities, the real you and the person you've just created in that lie. Mm. So that lie creates a new identity that you now need to uphold, that you are okay. And God can't work with the person that you're pretending to be. Yeah. Uh, it's a line you would have heard before, but it reigns so true mm. that if you try and be someone else, God can't use that person. Yeah. So, uh, and, and it's it's really important as a leader, you know, as a leader, that you are a hundred percent you all the time. And yeah. I've worked really hard at that. I don't mm. pretend to be anything I'm not. Mm. Um, and and I proclaim from the pulpit that I'm not perfect mm. and that. Um, you know, I don't have all the answers and that people don't have to believe my theology. It's about God wanting to uh, show them what he wants them to know and, and learn. Mm. I think it, it sums up uh, this whole um, podcast, Geordie, sums up in a, in, um, a story from su- this Sunday. I was at one of the smaller churches in our federation of churches, our conglomerate, <laughs> and um and I, I was doing the call to worship, and we've just had the synod in South Australia. Mm. And I, I basically said, you know what? There are people who are passionate about things that I did not care about at all, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But but I had to appreciate the fact that they were passionate about mm. it. And then I went to talk on about how the fact that Jesus doesn't call us all to have the same theology, mm. but the same love for Him. Yeah, yeah. And, and that as we come, let's come and love him it was beautiful mm. you should have been there and um and afterwards i was talking with this uh, young mum she's the only young mum in the congregation mm. she's about 30 
And uh, she said, you know, Barry, when you started that call to worship, I thought, Barry's just like me. <laughs> like, wow. you know, th- th- there was that sense that because I just said, you know what, I don't, I don't like everything that's said. Yeah, yeah. It gave her her permission to say, you know what, I don't have to be perfect either. I don't yeah, wow. have to agree with everything that's yeah. said. I don't have to be passionate about everything that everybody else is passionate about. Yeah. And she hooked in it. So my authenticity of, of admitting that I don't like everything <laughs> that I hear and I'm not passionate about everything that other people are passionate about gave her permission to say it's okay for me not yeah. to be passionate about everything else that other people are passionate about. It just frees people up. What a great story. And really, that's what we want for everyone in our church. Now, do we know how to lead that perfectly in our churches? No way. But that's the goal. We want people to look at us and say, well, they're the pastor, but you know what? They're just normal people. That means I can be a normal person. But wow, they have an incredible faith. That means I can have an incredible faith. Wow, God really uses them, but I can really be used in the same way. It breaks down that barrier. And really, when it comes to, to church leadership, there shouldn't be a barrier between us and the, and the people of God that are there. We should all just be a family. We should all be working together. And how we lead will determine whether people feel like we are way more special than we should be and will either learn to respect us from afar or actually just disconnect from us as leaders, which we don't want. Or they'll see us as normal people and we'll be like, wow, I feel so empowered because my past is a person. And, and that's kind of what we want them to see, isn't it? That's right. That we're just people that have just said yes to God's calling where God wants us to go and that people can do the same. We have to stop faking it. And I think even as leaders, we do the same. You know what? There are times when you're not quite as excited as you should be and we shouldn't try and pretend that we are when we're not. We need to just be ourselves. And I think that's so crucial. It is. It is, and I think that, you know, if we want to leave out you as a listener with anything, it is stop faking it mm. if you are. Yeah. And if you and if you just being you, then let God mould you into the best you possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but be you. Mm. And so if you're a hipster, be hipster yeah, to the it. glory of God. Mm. And if you're a surfy, be surfy to the glory of God. If you're blue collar tracksuit pant wearing t-shirt wearing person then up your game um but, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you're speaking to me that's who i am and yes i will do that to the glory of god <laughs> to the glory i'm of wearing god. track pants right now <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, i hope that uh you uh, enjoyed our conversation together that it sparked something in you by the spirit of god and until next time we catch up geordie we're gonna say goodbye catch you later guys Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast, where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net, and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.